one of the hardest things for me as a priest is hearing the stories about why people ultimately walk away from Christ in their personal testimonies to me, why they leave the church or why they lose their faith in the end. And I have to say it almost always comes down to the same thing, suffering, the irreconcilable problem of evil that people experience. The words of those on Calvary still echo throughout the centuries into our own times and perhaps at times even in our own minds and hearts. If you are the Messiah, come down from the cross, save yourself and us as well. That's the reason we are tempted to reject Christ, because he fails to conform to what we think religion should look like, the church should look like, our lives should look like, what he himself should look like in our estimation. And when he fails to conform to that, comes the temptation to reject him altogether. What came to my mind was, you know, one of those toy boxes with different shapes of holes, and you can, you know, have uh, little squares and circles and triangles and that fit that shape so it can go into the box. Well, in a way, that's how Christ comes to all of us. And so often, we can reject him because the shape that he presents himself in is not the shape our minds are able to receive him. Our minds reject Christ when who he is and who he comes and how he comes fails to conform to what we think he should be. And that's why he was rejected as the Messiah in his time, because they didn't understand the form in which he desired to come to us, which was the form of the cross. On Good Friday, Christ became the great untouchable, the undesirable, the one who was over and over again handed over. He was continually handed over because the form in which he offered himself failed to conform to the expectations of all those to whom he was being offered. He was handed over to Judas by Judas because he refused to conform to be a political messiah. He was handed over to the guards, who after beating him, handed him over to Nias, who, unimpressed by the answers he gave, handed him over to the Pharisees. And the Pharisees, because they could not accept the messiah in the form of a carpenter, handed him over to Pilate. And Pilate, because he could not hear or accept a voice of truth, he handed him over to Herod. And Herod, because his only desire was to see Christ work miracles, was unimpressed by his silence, so he dressed him in the clothes of a fool, and after mocking him, Scripture says, handed him back over to the Pharisees, who then handed him over once again to Pilate. And Pilate, because he was more concerned with appeasing the cries of the crowds than the gentle whisper of truth, handed Christ over once again to the centurions who scourged him. And the centurions, because they could not recognize the king of the Jews in such a lowly state, mocked him, beat him, spit upon him, and crowned him with the thorns before handing him over to Pilate again. And when Pilate offered him back to the people with a choice between himself and Barabbas, Christ was refused while Barabbas was received. 
So Pilate handed him over to the centurions once again, who nailed him to the cross. And on that cross, Christ became the suspended one, Sus suspended between heaven and earth, the great untouchable, the undesirable, forsaken by those on earth and feeling even forsaken by those in heaven, crying out to his father, Eloi, Eloi, lema sabachthani, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Taking the shape of the cross, he finds no one to receive him. And everyone had their reason for handing him over to another, for refusing to accept him as he came to them, because he failed to conform to what they thought that he should be. Because in truth, there's only one form in which he wanted to come to us, one form by which he could be received into our minds, our hearts, and our lives. And that is the form of the cross. It is the only universally receptacle shape. But if we do not have that shape in our minds when he comes to us, we too will join the ranks of those who in time and time again refused to receive him, but instead handed him over because he didn't fit. And I think that's, that's the greatest secret to possessing Jesus Christ, to receive him in such a way that he will never be lost. It was Mary's secret. And the reason she was able to stay with him every moment of her life, because it didn't matter if she was receiving him in a virgin womb, it didn't matter if she was receiving him in a barren cave in Bethlehem. It didn't matter if she was receiving him on Calvary. And it didn't matter if she was receiving him in her bloody arms beneath the cross. The only thing that mattered was that she could receive him. That she could possess him and never let him go. She did not care where and how he came to her. Just as long as she could receive him. And that's the secret to possessing Christ, to receive him just as he comes to us, not on our terms, not in the shape that we desire, but according to his ways and his time and his shape, even if it be in the shape of a cross. Perhaps that's the secret to entering paradise like the good thief. When we can recognize Christ as the Messiah, even as he hangs on the crosses of our lives, then we too can hear those sweet words spoken to the thief for ourselves. Amen, amen, I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. As we venerate the cross in today's liturgy, I invite you to call to mind your greatest suffering. Maybe it's from your past or what you're going through right now in the present moment, or perhaps it's, it's a fear of what is to come in the future. Can you accept Christ coming to you, even there, in that shape, even if it's in the form of that cross? As you kiss the crucifix before you at this moment, lay your sufferings at his feet and ask him for the grace to receive him to receive him in whatever shape he comes to you in your life, in whatever form, even if it be the form of the cross, and you will never lose him. 
You will never pass him by. You will never hand him over. Let us pray. Take, O Lord, and receive my entire liberty, my memory, my understanding, and my whole will. All that I am and all that I possess, you have given to me. I surrender it all to you to be disposed of according to your will. Give me only your love and your grace, your presence. With these I will be rich enough and will desire nothing more. Amen. I don't care how you come to me. Just as long, Lord Jesus, as you come to me. <laughs>